Uh, today we are, we are talking about a thankful heart. Last week we uh, spoke on a forgiving heart. And there were people that walked out of this building that realized they needed to go to somebody, ask forgiveness, make things right. And as I said last week, even go to people that they were mostly in the wrong. So you don't go to someone and say, well, I, I want you to forgive me. And when they do, then you stand there and say, uh, okay, don't you need to say something to me? Uh, because you were partly to blame, you know. I Don't do that, all right? Have a forgiving heart. Whether the person ever responds positively to you or not, always have a forgiving heart. Today, a thankful heart. We're going to challenge your hearts to and challenge you to be a thankful person. Um, this truth we all need, myself included. I, I didn't just prepare this for you. It's for me and my wife too. And so it's for all of us because all of us at times going through difficulties, we don't always have a thankful heart. But today when you leave this service, I'm believing that you're going to walk out of here with a determination that by God's help and grace and the help of the Holy Spirit and the Word, you are going to become a more thankful person. Wouldn't it be wonderful if your change was so dramatic that people started coming up to you and saying, what's going on? You used to complain so much. Now you're so happy. You're so thankful at work or at home. Well, may that happen with all of us. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, give us a thankful heart. God, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Move upon our lives from one side of this building to another, to all, all of those online, to those in the atrium. Fill us with your Spirit. Fill us with a thankful heart heart. And we bless you for it. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. A little boy was asked to pray at dinner and he looked down at the food and then he closed his eyes to pray and he said, Lord, I don't like the looks of this, but I'm going to thank you and eat it anyway. There's a lot of you that in your own life, you don't like the looks of whatever you're looking at. But like this little boy, you need to say, God, I don't like the looks of it, but I'm going to thank you anyway. God, I'm going to thank you anyway. I, I, I'm reminded of that little prayer that um, the little boy prayed too after his mother was preparing Thanksgiving meal all day for all of those people coming in. How many of you, that's you? All right. So several of you in this building, you're, you're going to be preparing Thanksgiving meal for all those people coming in. And uh, everyone got there and she was exhausted. And she asked, or someone asked her little boy to pray. And he's like, I don't know what to say. And she said, just say what you've heard me say. And he bowed his head and he said, Lord, I don't know why I invited all these people. Um, <laughs> I don't even like some of them, and uh, so I would recommend not asking your little child to pray this Thanksgiving day. First Corinthians, or First Thessalonians it is, of course. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. The Bible says, in 
everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. We're going to give you this verse throughout this, this text. In everything, give thanks. Our message for this, and here it is. For this, giving thanks in everything, is the will of God in Christ for you. The will of God for you and I is to have a thankful heart in the midst of everything. In everything. The Bible doesn't say here in this scripture, for everything, but in everything. And in, in the Greek, is uh, in the midst of. In the midst of. The application is in the midst of everything in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, in the midst of it all, you and I are to give thanks. And that's a good place to say amen right there. Not for everything. Uh, I, I've heard people use phrases like someone was in a terrible accident and their loved one passed away in that accident. There have been times when I've heard people say, well, the Lord took them. Now, just that statement seems to imply that God had something to do with that accident. I just want to remind you, Jesus came to give what? Life and that more abundantly. And so there's a simple theology. Don't ever forget it. God is good, devil bad. God good, devil bad. Now simplify it. God's good, devil bad. The devil came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And so that's a whole nother message in itself. But God does not expect us to thank him for divorce. Lord, I just thank you for this divorce. No, Lord, in the midst of this divorce, I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to thank you. Lord, in the midst of this hurt, I'm going to thank you, Lord. Uh, and maybe it's terrible family problems. Lord, I'm not thanking you for the fact that this uh, child or son or daughter of mine is doing this. I'm not going to thank you that they're in drugs. No, but in the midst of this, Lord, in the midst uh, of the agony of it, Lord, I am going to choose to thank you in all things, even in sickness. No, we don't thank God. Oh, we got cancer. Oh, I just thank you for this cancer. No, we thank God in the midst of whatever sickness we're going through. And so God help us to get this clarity in our heart, in our mind, and remember it at the appropriate moments of life when we need to put it into action. There's a verse, I love it, everybody does. Uh, Romans 8, 28, and all things, and we know all things work together for good of those that love the Lord. And I've told it to many people in many situations. But I, I realize I need to add more than just the scriptural reference. I need to tell them that as God is turning the bad around for their good, that they've got to have a proper scriptural attitude. In other words, if you're going to see God turn it around for your good, you have got to be a thankful 
person and love God in the midst of that difficulty. Recently, I told someone they had been let go and uh, really going through a difficult time. And I'm like, look, God is going to turn this around. Uh, one day you're going to look back and you're going to clearly see that God has done some amazing things and it never would have happened if this pain that you're presently in had not happened. But I said, in the meantime, you've got to walk in faith. In the meantime, you've got to have a right attitude. You can't get angry. You can't get bitter. Uh, you can't become unthankful. No, let those things propel you into the will of God and propel you into God turning it around for good. Amen? And so thank God for that. <laughs> Ephesians, if, uh, if you've got the New King James and you turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, you will read this, and give thanks for everything to God, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and give thanks for. Now, that seems to be in direct opposition or contradiction to the scripture we just read. So you find out when something is an apparent contradiction, you need to find out, okay, where is the truth? And here it is. The word for in Greek is uber. And uh, it's amazing, this phone. Even when I uh, may not know how to properly announce something, you know, this will tell you how to pronounce everything. The only problem is sometimes it's two or three different pronunciations. And so you just choose one. The English word here is over or upper. So, a better translation of this verse is giving thanks over all things. Upper speaks of that which is above. So, let me remind you, as you well know, the devil wants to keep you under your problems and God wants us to live above our problems by learning to thank him. The enemy wins when we choose to be unthankful. The enemy wins when we get under our problems. We become unthankful, angry, bitter. Uh, we start to doubt. But once we choose to get above that problem or on top of that problem, then we are thankful in spite of the problem. We, are, we have faith. It moves us to another level of faith so that the devil loses, God wins, and we win also when we live above the problem in thanksgiving. Now, I know it's easier said than done, it's not always easy to give thanks when things are going tough in our life. It's, uh, it's not easy, but it is the will of God. And you will never reach spiritual maturity if you're not in the will of God when it comes to thanksgiving. So this is, the Bible says, this is the will of God for you. Giving thanks in the midst of everything. Giving thanks in the midst of it. Well, we move to a higher realm when we do. Satan is defeated 
when we have a thankful heart. Well, our verbal praise and thanksgiving moves us on in our growth with God. Well, are you thankful today? Are you thankful for your job? Are you? Or in your job, I should say correctly. Are you thankful in your job? Or have you been complaining about your job? You need to start being thankful and thanking God you've got a job. It may not be perfect. It may not pay what you need or want, but you have a job. So start, Lord, I'm going to thank you because then God can set you up for a better job or God can set you up for a miraculous raise in your job that you may not presently like. Well, I hope you're thankful for your church. I hope you're thankful for your spouse. I hope you're thankful for your kids, your parents. I hope you're just thankful. There is power in a thankful heart. Being thankful is a key that turns your situation around because it changes you, your outlook, your attitude in life. So I want to encourage you. Let's, let's challenge you to do something the rest of the day that you're not going to complain anymore the rest of the day. How many of you will buy into this? All right, you're buying in. All right, some of you are like, I don't know if I can make it, Pastor. I, I'm really, uh, I, I really would like to raise my hand, but I'm not going to be a liar. <laughs> All right, let me change it. How many of you will try to be thankful the rest of the day? All right, everybody can try. Even if you say by six o'clock, well, I tried, but it didn't work. All right, so anyway. But it will work if you will choose to be thankful at six o'clock and at seven and eight and whenever in between, if you choose to be thankful, your soul will prosper. Say amen. All right. So you're going to walk in not complaining. You're going to walk in thankfulness. Psalm 100 verse 4 and 5 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good, the Bible says. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. It's time to give you the key verse again. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 in the NIV. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Unthankful people. Well, you can choose to be thankful or you can choose to be unthankful. Unthankful people in the midst of adversity indulge themselves by wallowing in self-pity. They have a pity party and bitterness all the while taking a sort of delight in blaming God for their problems. Wow. When we give thanks in the difficulties of life, we show the rest of the world, our neighbors, our friends, 
what God's will for our lives is, and that is to be a thankful person, regardless of what we're going through. Even when somebody has cancer, we don't thank God for the cancer, but we thank God in the midst of it. We thank God that he's going to bring healing. He's going to touch our lives. Where God, regardless of what happens, if I get healed on earth or if I get healed by going to heaven, I'm going to get healed. And so here's a, uh, here's a testimony of a man that was diagnosed with cancer a few months ago. And uh, they recorded him. And uh, one of the things he kept talking about was thankfulness. So we decided to use it. Let's listen to it. This journey began in July of this year uh, when I was called by my uh, gastroenterologist that he needed to see me urgently. And when we got there, um, he told us that I had cancer of the esophagus. I prayed about it and um, I had a calmness about me you know, that they say that unexplainable calmness and, and the spirit told me, Hector, don't worry. God's not done with you yet. Last Wednesday, uh, I went for a return visit because we, the chemo and, and radiation was all through and now we're scheduled for surgery. And um, the thoracic surgeon said that the, the, the CAT scan that was performed after my radiation and chemo, that there's no sign of cancer. So, it's gone. Yes. Number one, I'm very thankful for our God. Yes. Because although the healing was manifested through the doctors and all these procedures, I know he had a big part of that, God did. So I'm thankful to God. I'm thankful for my rock, my wife. Who carried me through all this, the appointments and doctors and rolling me around in the wheelchairs and taking care of me and cooking and mowing the lawn. <laughs> she did everything. She, she was just, my rock through all this. Thank you, my love. And I'm also thankful to all the people that reached out to us. I mean, there wasn't a moment in time that I felt isolated or alone because so many people from this church reached out to us and prayed for us and visited us and texted us and called us. I, I, I don't want to start naming names because I'll forget someone, but you know who you are. We felt really loved and we felt comfort knowing that everyone was out there praying for us. Hector and Elizabeth right here on the front row. Bless you guys. Right here. Praise God. Thank God for his touch. Thank God. Praise God. And as you heard him just say, he was thankful to God. He was thankful to his wife, and he was thankful for people in this church that reached out to him. And let me just encourage you, we're not in the Why, Why Church series, but uh, this is one of those Why Church moments because 
People reached out because they knew him. He was involved in ministry here. So let me encourage you, get involved in ministry and uh, you'll meet people and, and you, there'll be a, a, a mini family to you inside the larger family of faith. So God bless you, Hector. We're believing God for a complete healing and restoration in your life. Well, it's not easy to praise God when everything isn't going well. We all struggle in this at times, of course. I mean, it's difficult to praise God when, and uh, in the midst of the fact that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. I mean, think about it. It's, uh, uh, you can't get your Christian chicken on Sunday, the Lord's Day of all things, but you can be thankful it's open six other days of the week. And I know that uh, they're in controversy right now, but there's a little more to the story. So don't judge them, all right? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Be thankful. Here it is again. I'm going to keep repeating it. Be thankful. Say it with me. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you who belong to Christ Jesus our Lord. In a study of 300 adults that were clinically depressed, they took these 300 adults, they divided them into three groups. This study was done in California, and group number one was assigned the task, along with their counseling, they were assigned the task to write a letter of gratitude or thankfulness to someone, one letter a week for three weeks. The second group was asked to write uh, once a week for three weeks uh, about their deepest negative uh, experiences in life and, and to go through all the hurt and pain and write it down. The third group was not asked to write anything. It's not surprising that afterwards, the first group who wrote something of gratitude towards somebody, they had a better mental health even up to 12 weeks after the letters were written. So let me encourage you. You struggle in this area. I know it sometimes, many times, it could be a chemical issue, but many times it's because you need to sit down and write a letter to someone and say, I want to thank you for what you've done in my life, or to reach out and serve someone. And even on this Thanksgiving, to do something good for somebody will help you in your mental thinking and, and your spirit and your soul. Amen. Well, here's a statement that when I first read it, I'm like, oh, that's so, oh, goodness. It really, really pierced my, my heart. It says this, what if you woke up this morning with only what you thank God for yesterday? What if that old car that's hard to crank you yesterday, you were like, you sorry piece of junk? And today you woke up without a sorry piece of junk. And now you have no car. Or you said about your house, I hate this house. I'm so sick of it. Today you woke up on the side of the street uh, in your bed without your house. And God forbid that you complained about your wife. And this morning you woke up without your wife. Think about it. What if you woke up this morning with only what you thank God for yesterday? Or 
I like this statement too. What if everyone threw all their problems into a pile and after seeing everyone else's, you decided to grab yours back? Well, we need to have a thankful heart. God help us to have a thankful heart. But it's not always easy. When, uh, and yet at the same time, God is challenging us to have a thankful heart. Even when people drive slow in the fast lane, you are still capable of having a thankful heart and not running up close behind them, not blowing your heart. I'm not talking about me here. All right, so I'm talking about some of you and uh, raising your hand or honking your, no, Lord, I thank you. They're just learning to drive, oh Lord. They'll get it eventually. Lord, I thank you. This person, without knowing it, is helping me grow spiritually. I am growing patience right now as I lag behind this slow driver in the fast lane, Lord. Oh God, help them. They're always gonna be there. You will have the poor always with you and you will always have the slow driver in the fast lane, so you might as well. Thank God in the midst of it. Yes, it's not easy to thank God when things aren't going good. I can't believe I'm going to share this. My wife, pray for me. She may kill me afterwards. But she only died once. She can't kill me twice. And so, but January, two years ago, I had transplant, a kidney transplant. And there are a lot of things in the medicine world they tell you, and there's a lot of things they don't tell you. Uh, years ago, when they, got, they put me on prednisone, they didn't tell me. It would make me ferociously hungry and also very emotional. And you would get mad very quickly, and you would get happy or cry. You know, long ranger comes on, you're crying. I mean, it's a very emotional moment. And so... There are things they didn't tell me about this transplant, one of which about three or four months after the transplant, your hair will start falling out. They didn't tell me that. And it happened. It started happening. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going on? I didn't get up that morning and say, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord. This, I, I thank you, Lord. Lord, am I going to be a ball in three weeks? God, what's going on here? And I was so emotional about it. And I know some of you that are bald, you're like, ah, grow up. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> grow up, you little baby. Not all of you, I'm not saying that, just some of you. And I tried to share with a couple of our staff members my pain. It was like they didn't care. It was like, it was like I, I thought they would stop and say, Pastor, let me pray with you. No, they just kept walking. They didn't act like they cared one iota. Just between me and God and Alice and I was, oh, God, help. It's, there's a lot of things in life. You know, I went to my doctor. I said, doctor, what about this? He said, oh, well, it's probably also the medicine. And I said, can I change the medicine? No, I wouldn't change because uh, it, you're doing really good on it. I look up. He doesn't have one hair on his whole head. He is as bald as he can be. I'm like, no wonder it's easy for him to say, ah, stay on the same medicine. Apparently he did too. And so anyway, 
but I love him dearly. He's, he's on up in years, but he is a prince of a guy. Well, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And then, let me share this with you in closing. Researching into the Word, you will discover there's uh, four main places where Jesus thanked his Father. Now, there's a lot that's not written in the Word, and so uh, it wasn't that he wasn't a thankful person on an ongoing daily basis, but there are four specific times. Let me, uh, maybe I may, I'm just going to give you a couple of them, but number one, the first thing that I'm going to give you is the fact that he was thankful for food. Uh, more so, five loaves, two fish. Uh, 5,000 plus men were there on the, the meadow that day or the hillside. And the, it was getting late in the afternoon and they were hungry. And uh, so Jesus told his disciples to feed them. And they were like, how, how are we going to do this? They were strictly perplexed by that question. And they found a boy with five loaves, two fish. And you know the story. They brought it to Jesus and he thanks. Let me read the scripture for you in John chapter 6, verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given what? Thanks. He distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise, also the fish, he gave thanks and distributed as much as they, what? Wanted. Now, so many illustrations and stories in this. Let me keep it uh, to this thought. Here is not enough. They brought it to Jesus. It's not enough to feed this crowd. But then you enter into thanksgiving. I thank you for not enough. Lord, I thank you. You are going to take which is not enough. You are going to make it enough. And then, Lord, you're not only going to make it enough, you're going to make it more than enough. So when you are looking at your not enough, then you and I need to do what Jesus did and add thanks to the Lord when we don't have enough so that he can make it enough and then even make it more than enough because they picked up 12 baskets afterwards. God wants to work miracles in our not enough. So the will of God is to be thankful when we don't have enough so that he can perform a miracle of multiplication. Say amen. All right. So then, number two, let me just quickly give it to you. All right. He thanked the Father for hearing his prayers. Oh, I like this one. In John eleven forty one, 41, he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I thank you that you have heard me. He says this before he calls Lazarus forth. What does that say to us? There are times that maybe you've even said to someone, I, I don't know, I pray, but I don't know if the Lord's listening. Maybe all of us need to, as we start to pray, start off with, Lord, 
I thank you. You have heard my prayers already. God, you hear my prayers. And you not only hear, but Lord, you respond to them. And let me go right to the last one. The cup and the bread. In Luke chapter 22, we've just partaken. In Luke 22:17, it says this. Then he took the cup of wine and gave thanks. He gave thanks. He gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this, share it among yourselves, disciples. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. What he was doing in that upper room the night before he was crucified, knowing he's going to die, knowing his body is going to be beaten beyond recognition, knowing that the blood was going to flow down his side, his scalp, all over his body. He would be covered in blood, knowing that was about to happen, knowing this bread and this cup symbolized that. I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you for this broken body. I thank you for the shed blood that I will shed tomorrow for the sins of the whole world. Jesus was thankful in the midst of it. And today, as you and I partook, we were thanking God too. We thank God for his, the death of Christ because it is through that death you and I have eternal life. There is no other way. It is through his shed blood that we are redeemed. There is no other way. But in the midst of our salvation and our walk with God, listen, it is the will of God for you and I to give thanks in the midst of everything. It is his will for us to live above our problems, not under our problems, where there's doubt and fear and unbelief and anger and bitterness, but above where there is faith, thankfulness, praise and worship, living where Christ wants us to live in his will. Bow your heads with us, please everyone all over the building. Please, no one moving. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the will of God for our lives to walk in thanksgiving. And Lord, I ask you, bless these people. God, I ask you to touch every person in here, every believer. God, yes, there are times. Yes, there are times. God, that our flesh struggles against the will of God. Yes, Lord. There are times that all of us have failed. God, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord God. We get up from any failure. We get up from any complaining. And we choose to walk differently by your help and grace. And Lord, I ask all over this building if there are those sitting here, and no doubt there are, Lord, I ask you to touch every person here that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, reach by your spirit that heart. Reach by your presence. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, while Christians, you're whispering a prayer. 
there are those in this building that need Christ. You have no guarantee of how long you live, but you do have this guarantee that today is the day of salvation. So I challenge you to say yes to God this very day. So across this building, if that's you, you need forgiveness, you need to get right with God, would you slip your hand up high right now? Cross the building, please. In the risers, here on the floor, raise your hand, yes. Others, quickly, others. Lift your hand high, just lift it up high. Yes, yes, others. You need Christ, you need, your, your life is a mess. You need forgiveness, and through that forgiveness, the, the pain, the guilt uh, lifts from your shoulders. The spirit of joy, the spirit of forgiveness comes into your life. Anyone else, quickly, just lift your hand high. Lift it up. You're sitting here. You need Christ. You need forgiveness. Others, others, anyone else in this building, in the riser, Father, touch every heart in this place. Stand with us, please, and I would ask that we'll dismiss in a few moments from now. So please just remain where you are because Pastor John is going to come in a moment and lead us in a chorus. And when he does, if you raise your hand, I want to challenge you. Let us pray with you around this altar. I want to encourage you to come. And then there's something else. Some of you, maybe you have presently been living under your problem. You have not been thankful. You're a believer. You love God. But the enemy has got the upper hand because you're under there. You're under the pressure. And I want to challenge you. Make your way to this altar today. Lift your hands high and say, God, I am not going to live under there anymore. I'm going to live above this. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to walk in thanksgiving, God, because you are good. And you're going to turn it around for my good. So you step out and come. Raise your hands and declare it before the presence of Almighty God. Pastor John, lead us, please. Bless the Lord, Jesus. My soul. Jesus, my God. Oh, Jesus, my, my soul. God. Worship His holy name. Sing like men. challenge you to slip out and come. Let's pray around this altar before you leave this building. You've been living under that problem. You've been living under that situation. You make your way to this front. Let's declare before God Almighty that He is good. Father, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You can feel free after this prayer that Pastor John's going to lead us in to, to come. These altars are still open. Uh, Alice and I, 
We are, have the privilege today. We're going to see uh, two of our grandkids baptized in water. So we're going to be uh, baptizing them in a few minutes out in the atrium. So we're going straight over there. But God bless you, all of you, richly, richly today. Don't complain. Give Him praise all day long. And if you can do it today, you can do it tomorrow. So let's do it by God's helping grace. Let's pray together. God bless you, Rachel. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for your presence in this place, and thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for drawing these to these altars, Lord God, and those that are reaching out to you over this, this broadcast and all over this sanctuary, God. I thank you that you're meeting every need and speaking to every heart, and that you're saving and delivering and doing miraculous things. And I pray in Jesus' name that as we walk out of these doors and out of this time together, God, that we would walk with thanksgiving in our hearts, that you would help us, God, uh, to live every moment, Lord, full of your joy and of your peace in the midst of all things, giving you thanks, Father. And God, I pray in Jesus' name that as we do so, you'll continue to get glory, honor, and praise out of us. Let your blessings rest on each and every home, each and every household under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you, church. We love you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. If you're a first-time guest with us, don't forget there is a reception in your honor right outside of these doors and to the left. Otherwise, God bless you all, and we hope to see you again soon.